We are happy to announce that this episode of the SW Show is partially brought to you by Humble Bundle. Well, not, not really. We are part of the Humble Bundle referral program, and we just wanted to say that if you like really cheap games and maybe helping charity pending the Humble thing going on, all you have to do is go to humblebundle.com forward slash question mark partner equals SWW. That's right. Humblebundle.com forward slash question mark partner equals SWW. And you just do your normal stuff and it just kind of helps us get a couple bucks here and there. Maybe it helps AJ go about his lights. Maybe it's my camera. Maybe we actually pay Corey for helping us out. But again, if you're going to go buy games anyway, it might be worth checking out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to one of these interview episodes of the SWW Show. I'm Mike, and today with me a special guest from decently around the world. To get us started, do you mind introducing yourself and the game we're here to talk about? Sure. So, uh, well, hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. I'm Fred. I'm the studio lead from a small studio, indie game studio called Dama Dama Games. We're based in Switzerland, and uh, we're currently working on a, a game that's called Tabernacle. It's a kind of a co-op tower defense kind of chaotic couch gaming thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, essentially, in short, <laughs> that's who we are. Let's let's kind of let's kind of start that. So I love. So I'm I'm sorry. This is not tower defense. The pitch is this is tavern defense. But I love tower defense, and I love it to be surgeons over the past few years. And it's probably because my age and I grew up with these like flash games that were like, let's be honest, half flash games are like tower defense games because for some reason that was everyone's idea back then. Uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, first, wh why tower defense, and then and then where did the let's be honest the twist of as it was calling on your Steam page tavern defense kind of where where. What what kind of influence you guys kind of start this process? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, uh, the the influence, the main influence that we got was not from the tower defense genre itself, but instead from the couch co-op genre. So we we very much enjoyed games like uh, uh, Overcooked, for instance, or Unrailed, or um, Moving Out, and other similar. Uh, co-op titles and uh we felt that it would be nice to to do a game of that genre with a um, building element to it so uh, we we went and we we figured that uh, having that yeah having to build towers and craft defenses and uh stuff like that would, would be interesting and as we went, we we thought that it could be cool to have little dwarves in a kind of steampunky universe, or yeah, med fan steampunk universe. Had uh, yeah, and have them protect. Well, obviously their most precious possession, their their beloved tavern. So that's where it came from. That's the the process. That
No, that's that's sorry about that. My oh. my yeah, my my computer had a nice freeze right there. Um, but no, that's that's very okay. interesting. Um, so I'm kind of curious as we talk about that. Would was it always co-op from the beginning for you guys, or was that kind of something that as you guys started playing with it, you're like this would be a lot more fun kind of with people? Uh, it was co-op from the beginning. Uh, like I said, those those games that inspired us, they were all four-player couch co-op games. And um, yeah, that was the core element uh, of the gameplay from the get-go. And uh, on top of that, we we added the dwarf element and the the, the tavern thing. Uh, so yeah, it was a four-player game from the beginning. That's that's great. Um, so yeah, so let's kind of talk about mechanic, right? So when people say when people say tower defense or tavern defense or whatever kind of defensive kind of things, that I think there's kind of this this kind of two mechanisms kind of in them, right? There's the classic like, I am this arbitrary even over my character. I'm basically a mouse that puts down a tower, versus is I have some active influence. Like sure, there's still towers, but I can still kind of also help dealing with these crowds in some capacity. Kind of how did you guys kind of think about those design decisions and like the balance that made that kind of kind of what you thought would be correct for the game you guys wanted to make. Yeah, we went for a very weird mm, approach on the uh, tower defense genre because uh, we wanted to have four players play together. So instead of having that top-down camera view that you have with uh, like a strategic view that you usually get in those games, uh, we decided that we wanted to have players on the ground. So you have one dwarf that you control that's moving around the level and you have to go cut down trees, collect stone, wood, and other such supplies to to bring them back to wherever you want to build those towers and start building. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, it was a very different approach to, to the building mechanics because usually you have those spots at which you can build, like construction sites at which you can choose what tower you build, but you, you just click on those if you're playing with a mouse or if it's, a, I don't know, like a, a mobile game uh, on your phone, you can just like tap the, the construction sites, you, you get a small menu from which you can pick the tower you want to build. And there we wanted to have something that's more, uh, uh, I mean, like really a crafting game. So instead we have players that need to go fetch the resources in a 3D environment. And uh, yeah, that that's a very different spin on the tower defense uh, type of, uh, yeah, the, the usual gameplay of that genre. No, it very much is. It reminds me in, and obviously not a one-to-one, -one, but I, I think mechanically it's it feels very similar to like how an RTS kind of kind of deals with that of like the resource gathering and and management kind of I'm assuming there are some level of influence or thought kind of similar to how RTS is kind of functioning that way yeah in a way I guess um but also since you're controlling just one character on the ground with a third person camera uh you have something that's also similar to other tower defense ish games like orcs must die for instance that would be a, a good example where you you have to build your defenses but you, you're still controlling just one character instead of like i said having that strategic view that that's removed from the battlefield uh there you you have really one character and the enemies that 
come and attack your tavern. Every now and then they'll start attacking you, so you also have to to dodge those attacks and uh, and try and build and craft uh, in spite of uh, of the chaos that that unfolds on the battlefield. No, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of curious. How did you guys kind of think about? So the thing with me, obviously, when when you think of this one versus like how I think of like that like old fashioned like tower defense, right? Is obviously since you're controlling this player, as we've seen the other games, kind of there's a speed thing that changes, right? Of like I can only move so fast, I can only go to these places so fast. How did you guys kind of think of that? Kind of as we kind of broadly discuss, talk about like the balance and then like how difficult a game should be like this. How do you guys kind of think of like the speed? Were you just like they're dwarfs? They're these fat, slow little things, kind of. Did you kind of think about giving players some level of control in this speed? I'm kind of curious, kind of where you guys thought of that one. Yeah, well, we iterated with uh with several different options and and attempts, I guess, uh, at balancing that. Um, early on in the game, we decided that it might be uh, useful for the players to be able to throw supplies from one spot to another. So instead of going back and forth, say you have to, to collect, I don't know, like 10 units of stone. Well, instead of going back and forth 10 times, you just mine your stone and then you throw it somewhere. We didn't want them to have an, uh, any type of purse or bag or inventory. Uh, so we we want them to be able to to grab each unit of uh, resources so yeah throwing was um was something that we we included in the game very early on at first it was a little clunky we iterated on that and ended up with the the current system in which you can throw stuff pretty far away actually and that's one major part of the gameplay where you you really have to um yeah to pass resources to your friends that are close by the tower you want to build and they can then use those and that uh, also uh, fosters teamwork because well one player will be at one end of the map and tell his friends like uh, yeah can you pass me some whatever wood or planks and um yes yeah, so you have the dynamic that that comes in and to ensure that people would actually use those throw mechanics, we thought at some points to make it harder, either impossible or slower to move when you're holding supplies so that you would have to throw them. But yeah, that we we ended up cutting the feature. It was uh, it was too uh, too too hard, I guess. Yeah, Playing, I was like, when, uh, when you say like that. throwing, I was like, I can picture like. 50 problems of like physics how far can i throw oh, it yeah. like momentum like 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 now like i could almost see players just be like this is one job's got guy's job is just to run things in the background like there's just so much there that i'm like i can only imagine the technical problems and, and thought problems kind of with that yeah, technical problems were one thing, but also game design problems. I mean, like having that balanced, like you said, it's a, it's always a challenge. And uh, but I'm pretty happy where where we ended. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. The game's coming out in a short few weeks, so hopefully uh, people will feel uh, as I do that the 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 balance we struck wasn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, that that. So let's talk. So so you said the game's coming out, and and we'll say you said a few weeks from when we're recording this. Uh yeah. Uh, that will be in July of twenty twenty three. Nice. So it comes out yeah soon. Um. So let's yep. let's talk then. So as as players 
get access to the game and they kind of do it, what can they kind of expect from a structure point of view? I'm assuming it's kind of like a set of levels, kind of, is it kind of, like, kind of, can we kind of talk about that kind of, how, how, do, how does this kind of structure it kind of for players? Yeah, so, uh, yes, indeed, there's a set of levels, so you you can either, you can't play alone, even though that's not what we would encourage people to do, but there's a solo mode, and um, if you're going to play alone or with your friends, you have, you have access to the same levels, and these levels are, uh, are set in different campaigns, as we call them, that are short uh, narrative units, I guess, in which you have a kind of a short story unfolding. So each level takes about 10 to 15 minutes to beat, and you have five of those in one campaign. So that gives you about one hour of gameplay, an hour, an hour and a half to, to finish a, a campaign. Um, and yeah, the campaigns are not, uh, the different campaigns are not tied together in a grand overarching narrative. So each one is its own thing, uh, based around a set of, uh, adversaries and, uh, resources and new towers and, uh, all that good stuff. We have different biomes in order to renew the experience and keep the gameplay fresh. Um, so that, that's kind of the structure of the, the game. So when you guys were thinking of the different biomes, obviously you said they're like, they're kind of like not, they're connect, like theme-wise connected, but not story-wise connected, kind of. Was there any like, like, as I'm watching, as we were talking, I'm looking at like a Steam page kind of my background, and I see like, like more of a like autumn biome, some grassy ones kind of. Was there kind of like stuff that you guys really wanted to hit? Or was it kind of like, as you guys were developing this, you're like, what kind of feels right for this experience? Uh, we started out with uh, quite a lot of ideas and pro we did we we try and prototype some of those see how it felt and then we ended up cutting a lot of it actually so that's essentially how we proceeded also with the general level design so we create much more that's what's going to end up in the game and uh, we removed what we were not happy with uh, so, um, yeah, we, we decided that we wanted different biomes. Like I said, to, to keep the experience fresh was important for us to, to, to have that kind of variety and, uh, and keep things interesting. So each campaign has its own set of supplies that you get to, to collect and use to build a new set of towers, uh, every time. And also a new cast of enemies, um, <clears throat> There's uh, the first level. Uh, the first levels are uh, wasp-themed campaign, uh, in which you have like mutant insects that uh, attack your tavern, and then you move on to to other regions of the world with uh, other types of enemies. Interesting. Why I'm kind of why insects? Is that something that like you guys are fascinated by as a character type? Like, because to, to me, when I think like fantasy and dwarves, I honestly in, insects didn't cross my mind besides like spiders yeah that's a good question i don't i don't know i'm not sure uh, i guess uh we just created a set of enemies and we we like these ones it's also it's kind of classic to have giant wasps i guess in fantasy games so yeah that that's where we we started with those 
and uh, yeah, but other biomes they have very different, um, uh, very different and weird and more unique um, creatures decking your tavern. I don't want to spoil the the content of the game, but yeah, essentially you have you end up with very weird and kind of silly enemies attacking you. So we wanted to have that. Also, that fun, yeah, comedic elements to to the game. Uh, like I said, it's it's meant to be played with your friends. It's a chaotic co-op game, so yeah, it felt it felt right to to put some some weird enemies, animals, mutant things, and uh, and other silly uh, creatures uh, in the game. So that that's what we went with. Nice. So again, as we are talking, the game comes out in just a mere few weeks, month and some change type stuff. I'm assuming yep. you guys at this point are are kind of more content locked and kind of just kind of polishing and, and cleaning up the experience. Or are you guys still kind of adding some yep. more stuff in? Yeah, yeah at this point, uh, we're indeed polishing things, translating the game and doing a little bit of cleanup here and there. So yeah, the, the development is basically over for the, the most part. Uh, I'm sure last minute someone will uncover a major bug and we'll have some few sleepless nights as the, the game uh, approaches release. But as of right now, none of these uh, nasty, nasty bugs has surfaced. So yeah, I hope that uh, and we'll be all right. Perfect. Well, well, I want to ask as we get to the tail end of this discussion, uh, is there anything else that you feel like we missed about Tabernacle, whether mechanically or, or anything like that, that you feel like needs to kind of be talked about or discussed kind of for people who, who, want, who are interested in this experience? No, I guess, well, if people are interested in games that they can play with uh, up to four friends, then it's the best thing is probably for them to, to check it out and see for themselves. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's much I need to add at this stage, no. Perfect. Well, I want to say thank you again for taking the time to talk to me. Again, this is Tavernacle! Exclamation point. Uh, you are part of Dama Dama Games, and you can go right now and wishlist the game on Steam, which any developer will tell you is the best thing you can do for any developer is go wishlist it. Helps them with a ton of traffic. And I want to say thank you again, Fred, for talking to me, and best of luck as you're finishing development, since that's coming up very, very soon. Well, thank you, Mike, for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, have a nice day. I guess it's earlier for you than it is for me. So yeah, have a nice morning and a nice day. The SW Show and all of its affiliate podcasts are podcast by me, Mike Maroney, and AJ Losey, by sometimes by our contributors, including Corey King. You can follow the SWW Show on social media at the SWW Show, or sooner or later, you go to patreon.com slash SWW to help us out. Thank you. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day.